Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first episode of the Malbehaved Racing Experience. My name is Ryan Peterson, and I'm going to take you on my journey as I get ready to start racing in the AFM series here in Northern California. A little about me as we get started. I am a retired Air Force Master Sergeant. I teach Air Force Junior ROTC at a high school in Sacramento, California. I have uh, inherited a bike from one of my best friends, Jason Oud. He uh, said, hey, I got this R6 sitting in my garage. Come get it. Um, I need it out so I can park my car better in there. So I went drove up to Seattle uh, over a weekend, picked it up, brought it down, started doing some track days. So I've been doing track days on this bike for about a year. Um, I've had a lot of fun with it. It's a 2005 model. Um, and as I was meeting people and running track days, I've had a bunch of people say, hey, you should uh, think about racing. You should think about running AFM in the local uh, this next season. It's like, no, 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 I don't want to race. I don't want to race. I'm going to just uh, keep, you know, riding track days and doing my thing and as the year went on and I kept doing more track days and getting a little bit faster getting a little more comfortable pushing a little bit I was like you know maybe I do want to race um you know I'm 41 years old I'm not looking to get hurt I'm not looking to go and you know race Moto America or be the next world superbike or Moto GP guy but you know I am kind of competitive and I thought maybe this would be uh, something fun uh, a little background on the name of the uh, podcast here. Malbehaved is uh, its actually uh, the nickname of my service dog, Charlie. Uh, being retired Air Force, um, I do have a VA disability rating. Uh, I, I do have a traumatic brain injury and PTSD. So, so I have a uh, service dog. Her name is Charlie. She's a Belgian Malinois. And uh, she has her own Instagram page. It's Malbehaved, M-A-L-B-H-V-D. She's really popular with the kids that I, uh, where I teach. She's uh, she's really uh, well-trained dog. She's done a lot of uh, demonstrations for service dog awareness and different things like that. She is kind of, you know, she's I wouldn't say my best friend. Uh, my uh, my wife probably falls into that category as my best friend, but uh, she's definitely a key part of my life. She's with me uh, almost every day, uh, everywhere I go. I haven't figured out how to transport her on my uh, Ducati Multistrada Enduro yet, but uh, we're working on that. She's with me at almost every track weekend, track day, uh, and all the racing weekends coming up. So uh, Malbehaved uh, kind of came from her and her nickname there, and uh, so that's uh, where this name of the podcast came from. As I go through life every day, I've started finding that uh, the more frequently I engage my mind in high-speed activities, like riding a, a speeding motorcycle on the track the better my mind seems to focus and function the more uh, the more cognitive i am and the more effective i am thinking through problems so the more track days i'm doing the more i'm running the more i'm riding the the clearer my mind is so i was like you know what this is uh maybe i should document this journey maybe i should talk about this uh, I had some some uh, supporters, some different people say, "Yeah, give it a shot, try it out." Uh, I really want to, you know, give some a shout out to uh, Augie Weber from uh, Fun Track Days. Uh, I did most of my track, actually, I did all of my track days uh, last year with Fun Track Days, and it's a great organization. I really, really enjoy riding with them. I've uh, run with a couple different organizations this year. I did uh, Z2 Day uh, at uh, Thunder Hill, which was pretty cool. Um, Z2 is uh, just different. It's a significantly bigger group than uh, the Fun Track Days group. And I'm looking at doing one with uh, Cali Track Days here in the near future. I was uh, fortunate enough to win a uh, their Crack the Safe competition at ANS uh, BMW Ducati Triumphs uh, open house uh, season opening party um, where our uh, 
Sacramento Desmo Owners Club uh, was invited guests. And so with them, I won a, a free track day. So I'm going to go out and ride with them at some point in time this year. But as I build this R6 and get ready to go uh, for the first, actually, I'm going to start at round two at Buttonwillow coming up uh, this next weekend on the 12th of April. I missed round one because I had to work. Every once in a while, I have Saturday you know, work with my uh, high school kids. And so I wasn't able to race round one, which was good because I had a little low side in turn three at uh, Thunder Hill uh, at one of the uh, fun track day days and uh, kind of blew up the bike a little bit. So as I've been prepping this uh, 2005 R6 uh, and getting ready for uh, tech and everything going into round two at Buttonwillow, uh, I had a lot of support. Uh, Max Klein from Oxymoron Photography was awesome. Uh, he had a rolling chassis uh, 2005 R6 that he had raced previously in AFM that uh, he blew the motor on, and I was able to pick that up for a screaming good deal. Came with you know another set of wheels, frame, subframe, and all the good stuff that I needed to get uh, my wadded up bike uh, that I threw down the, the track at uh, Thunder Hill back uh, on the road and running. So I've run two track days with it since I, I put it back together realized that i had made some mistakes when i built the forks uh took it apart uh and just finished getting it all together tonight got everything safety wired it's sitting out in my garage right now and i'm getting ready to go and uh load it up in the trailer on thursday head down to friday afm day at at Buttonwillow. Uh, i haven't ridden at Buttonwillow yet so it's kind of interesting a little bit of nerves going into this first round at a racetrack that i've never ridden should be exciting. Uh, my crew chief, uh, Hayden, is going to be following down there. Uh, Hayden is my 11-year-old son. Uh, he he was awesome at uh, Thunder Hill two weekends ago. He's uh, pulling tire warmers, you know, picking up, you know, putting my bike on track stands and everything as I come into the pits, helping me fuel. Uh, so it's going to be a pretty cool father-son weekend. We're going to uh, go into our spring break together, uh, hanging out down at uh, Buttonwillow, and uh, we're hoping to go from there. The things that are really going through my mind as I get ready for this, I've got to go through New Racer School with AFM, which is going to be an experience. The AFM New Racer School director has been pretty responsive to emails and questions. I've had a thousand of them like, hey, what can I expect? What do I need? What do I need for tech? What does my gear got to be look like? And uh, the AFM AFM website is pretty comprehensive. They've got uh, a lot of resources. They've got the registrar, Allie Klein, was really responsive to my request for information about which classes I should run in. I've got my bike set up for, you know, just stock, fairly stock 600, so I'm just going to run the, I have to run the Clubman class, the Clubman middleweight class the first weekend. I'm also going to uh, register for the Formula the Formula 40 novice class, which is uh, fairly competitive. I'm, I'm uh, kind of expecting to go out and get my, you know, get my ass spanked pretty thoroughly in that group. Just uh, and asking for advice from everybody that I've talked to that's got an AFM plate at uh, all the track days. They basically, it's uh, the same advice you get at most track days. Follow the flags, keep your line, don't worry about what's behind you, worry about your ride, ride, um, ride your race, ride for the, your track, find your points, and just hold your line and respect everybody around you. The biggest part of this adventure has been getting this bike ready. It's a... Uh, essentially a bone stock r6 with a decent exhaust on it uh my best friend picked it up on ebay for a relatively cheap price threw some track plastics on there and uh, been running it basically stock been running dot compound michelins on it and i'm uh, just now getting to the point where i'm starting to add some stuff to it i've got uh, power commander on there and i'm looking at doing a quick shifter just uh working with different clip-ons and i just added some vortex rear sets 
really trying to get uh, get it set up to be a race bike from a bone stock, straight off the street uh, track bike. It's been uh, interesting learning how to drill bolts for safety wire, learning the right way to safety wire, the wrong way to safety wire, figuring out how to set this up uh, pretty well. I've uh, used JPH uh, suspensions to get the initial setup going on. Uh, they they really kind of, you know, Jason over there helped, uh, JPH helped get the suspension dialed in the very first time I rode. I, uh, first track day after I got the bike was Sonoma last year, and that's uh, it's kind of scary and intimidating to jump right on on Sonoma after you haven't been on the track in, uh, shoot, I think it was 12 years. The last time I rode on the track was when I lived in Italy. This was a totally different experience for me, getting uh, out there on, on Thunder Hill, really starting to learn the track, learn how things were. We had the, uh, the cool experience earlier this year in March. Uh, we've had a ton of rain in Northern California, so we got to do a, a wet day out there at uh, Thunder Hill West on the wet. So it was really confidence-inspiring and confidence-building to ride in the wet. Learn how the bike is going to handle on uh, not full reins. I was running some Michelin Road 5s, which were pretty grippy. I'm getting ready to uh, dial in with this uh, set of Michelin Evo Sports. Uh, they should be... Uh, so far, I'm pretty happy with the tire. I've run uh, the one day with uh, Z2 on them, and, and uh, they, they hook up pretty well. Race pace performance and uh, Oscar have uh, been really cool at, at taking care of uh, me for tires and just giving me great information about getting set up for the bike and everything else with that. Being a brand new rookie racer going into a well-established and fairly large series like AFM here in California, there's a lot that you don't know. Uh, there's a great Facebook group, uh, great uh, people to ask questions to. Anybody that pretty much that you see at a track day has got an AFM plate you can talk to them and they're so far i haven't found anybody who just doesn't want to help everybody really enjoys building the brand of motorcycle racing and and being brand ambassadors for afm things that i didn't know i didn't know that i needed to make a reservation for my rv spot at uh, buttonwell i just kind of happened to be glancing through buttonwillow's uh web page and said hey they have uh, reserved uh, rv spots so i called and was able to get one um the 30 amp spots in the unpaved section are only 20 bucks a night which uh, is probably so far the cheapest thing uh, in this whole racing experience. I feel like I'm just uh, blowing money left and right. Uh, my friend Randy Logan said that, uh, yeah, racing is uh, the most fun he's ever had maxing out his credit cards. So I'm trying to keep my, my credit cards below the limit and just race on cash, but uh, cash runs out pretty quick. So starting this adventure on a shoestring budget, I'm really just trying to make sure that I'm ready and prepared and have as much forethought as I can think I can have but you really don't know what you don't know till you get there so I think that this uh, first episode of this podcast is going to be fairly short and abbreviated just kind of talking about the the adventure of getting to where I'm at right now and why I'm doing it when uh, when people ask hey why are you starting racing at 41 I said other than just trying to stay engaged and stay engaged with my life it's something that I've always wanted to do I've always wanted to race road bikes uh, ever since uh, I really started riding uh, sport bikes uh, back in about 1999 when I bought my first ZX9 and moved to Italy and met uh, that solid group of guys and uh, the DOC Portanone group out there. It's just always something I've really, really wanted to do and just never had the the method, the means, or the opportunity to get involved in the series. When I moved from Italy to Georgia in 2003, I was I was absolutely determined i'm all right i'm gonna start racing i'm gonna i'm gonna go and try and do track days at jennings and try and figure out this this uh racing lifestyle 
And I got selected for a different school and quickly moved uh, less than 10 months later out to the Presidio Monterey in uh, California. So that kind of eliminated that opportunity for me to get the chance to race back uh, in my early 20s. All through my 30s, I was uh, all over the world, deployed nonstop, moving from California to Spain to California to Spain and back. I uh, had a son, got a divorce, uh, got remarried, and it just wasn't uh, wasn't the opportunity. And then this chance just kind of fell into my lap with this bike, and I, I figured, you know what, I'm not having to spend a ton of money to get started. Uh, I've got a bike that's going to work. Uh, I don't think it's going to be competitive. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be competitive. We'll see. I'm I'm heavier now than I was when I was 20. I'm heavier now than I was last year. I spent most of my uh, 30s and the first part of my 40s racing triathlon. I've been doing uh, ultra marathons and triathlon pretty solid for the last 10 years. Uh, after a knee surgery, I'm not able to run very much. And so uh, cycling is good for training, but I just I needed something else. I needed some other something to to quench that competitive urge. So that's kind of where I'm going with, uh, or why I decided to go with AFM track and, and racing. And, uh, we'll see how it goes. I not, I don't have any, uh, delusions that I'm going to come out and, you know, place or win or anything. Honestly, I'm trying to go out to this first weekend and just, uh, not crash. I want to come out and, uh, learn, learn some lines, get comfortable on the bike, shake off the nerves, I'm five days out from even lining up, actually four days out from lining up on the track for the first time at Button Willow, and I am super, super nervous. It's hard to quantify the level of nerves that I have going into this weekend. I'm taking Thursday and Friday off so that I can just uh, get down there in time, uh, spend some Friday learning the, the track, and, and go just go into this with my eyes wide open, ready to learn. I'm uh, trying to be as humble as possible. I have no delusions that I'm going to be one of the fast guys. I'll probably be DFL in my uh, my first set of race weekends, uh, just as long as I'm not getting in the way of the fast guys and creating havoc for them, and, and I don't fall down again. That, that That's my goal. Just uh, finish, don't fall down, learn something, and uh, try and make some more friends. So why a podcast? Why, why document this uh, in a podcast? Back a few years ago when I was racing triathlon, I thought, you know what, I want to do a video blog. I want to, I want to start doing some, uh, some race reconnaissance and learning racetracks and creating a series of uh, video diaries or video previews of different race courses around the western United States. And I went through uh, the process. I started developing this. I got a bunch of recording equipment. I started you know, a bunch of software for recording and editing video. And I realized that, honestly, I don't have a whole lot of talent for editing video. I was trying. I was trying to do it uh, on the fly without a whole lot of training. Got through a full 30-minute episode. I was uh, previewing the Wildflower Experience down in uh, Lake San Antonio in Central California. Did a bunch of interviews, race, got some good race footage, some, spent three different weekends down there, you know, taking video of the course, compiled it all into a solid 30-minute episode that we had uh, video editing and some overlays and different cut-ins, cut-outs, and as I was going through that whole process, um, I realized that it was really time-consuming and that uh, it wasn't really, it was, it was making my hobby feel more like work than a hobby and something fun. But I was going to follow through with it. I had committed to it. 
I had rendered my first uh, edition of the video, my first version, and I had found a couple of mistakes that I made and I want to go back and fix. So I had my computer set up on the uh, dining room table, and uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to go take a lunch break real quick. I'll come back, I'll fix these edits, and I'll re-render the, the video. When I came back uh, about 20 minutes later, I realized my laptop was sitting on the floor in the living room. My uh, One of my dogs, I assume, I'm guessing that it was Bailey, our uh, now 14-year-old chocolate lab had run through the living room and snagged my computer cord that was uh, connected to the wall, pulled my laptop on the floor and destroyed the computer and the hard drive, and I lost all my data. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to do video. Uh, I'm not going to do it at all. I just I just gave up on the whole project. I, I, I allowed that defeatist attitude to change where, uh, what I was trying to do with my life. And so I... <sighs> As I started trying to decide how I was going to capture this adventure, I was like, oh, I'll write about it. And writing is, is great. Uh, I'm also in grad school right now. I'm at the University of Pacific uh, Bernard School of Education. So I spend a lot of time writing, uh, getting a master's degree in education, which is uh, the, the, the focus of study is organizational learning and effectiveness. I write a ton, and so as I started trying to write a blog about this, I'm like, you know, this is significantly less interesting than actually talking about it. Uh, as a teacher, uh, I, I talk for a living. I was an air traffic controller for 20 years for the Air Force. Uh, I'm a pretty decent communicator. I've got a lot of audible pauses in this because I'm kind of nervous recording my first podcast ever, but I do talk a lot every day. I find a way to connect to 100 and 20 or so high school students and get them engaged in leadership and learning. And then my wife a few months ago was like, hey, I started listening to podcasts. You should check out a podcast. I'm like, I'm not into podcasts. Those are, those are weak, lame. And then I found a podcast that I love. And it's kind of really changed the way I get my information. It's changed the way I research. It's changed the way I listen to things. And that is the Joe Rogan experience. And everybody's going to go, oh, how cliche. The biggest podcast in the world is motivating you to do a podcast. Well, almost every episode I listen to of the Joe Rogan experience, whoever his guest is, he's talking him into trying to do a podcast. He's like, everybody can do a podcast as long as you got a decent voice. You can carry on a conversation with yourself or somebody else. That's a more effective way to chronicle your journey than typing it or writing it out or recording it with video. I do plan to have a uh, video component of this to go to my uh, YouTube channel later on, but for right now, I'm just going to do, do a straight audio podcast. The first one's going to be, like I said earlier, just a little bit short, just because uh, I don't have a lot of content yet. I don't know what to expect going into this weekend. It's going to be uh, it's going to be all new. I love going to races. I love watching races. I love motorsports, but uh, I haven't raced in a long, long time. It's probably been. Uh, 10 years since I raced last, I raced uh, some local motocross, and uh, honestly, I was terrible at it. I crashed and broke a bunch, broke a bunch of ribs, and um, just wasn't uh, wasn't wasn't doing well. I decided that uh, honestly, I don't like jumping my dirt bike. I love riding single track on my uh, Honda Sierra 450X, but not so much the the big jumps, the big gaps, things like that. Uh, falling down hurts, and I realized that a hard way. So I'm gonna try and keep uh, the rubber side down, the shiny side up. As I go into this race weekend at uh, Buttonwillow for round two of the 2019 series at AFM. Plan to record uh, throughout the weekend and, and record a couple different podcasts or updates to this podcast to just you know, show how I how I do in practice, how I do in qualifying, talk about the, the racetrack as I learn it, maybe talk to a few of the uh, faster, more experienced guys, get their take on how the weekend goes and why they like right, uh, racing AFM and why they like riding with that organization. 
who knows? I got like I said, I just really don't know where this journey is going to go, and that's kind of just the the big point right now is that I'm I'm just this sponge of information. I'm trying to learn from everybody, everything from setup to tire pressure to gritting to everything. I am just absolutely going into this with a sponge, and it has got my mind so engaged and so excited. Um, it, it's just really hard to express the uh, the butterflies and the nerves going into this weekend. But yet, how extremely excited I am and how engaged it's got me, how motivated it's got me to continue fighting this uh, this battle through the, the, the cloud that is you know a traumatic brain injury that I've had in the past, as well as my... Uh, you know, my PTSD is fairly uh, under control right now. I do see a VA psychiatrist quite a bit. Uh, he helps me uh, work through uh, some some other things. I have a non-specific cumulative PTSD. Um, saw some saw some interesting things when I was deployed. I uh, also spent a little bit of time as a firefighter in Georgia, and and you know, you know those things just kind of all add up. Everything just adds up and just kind of just affects the way that you see life, the way you see things, and the way your brain works. And hopefully uh, this experience does what it's supposed to do for me and gets me engaged and keeps my mind on track and and harnesses that uh, good energy for positive. So I'm going to wrap up uh, this first edition of the Malbehaved Racing Experience Podcast. Uh, just you know, a couple quick thank yous. Uh, I want to thank um, I want to thank my wife uh, for uh, letting me. Uh, reluctantly letting me uh, take this journey. Michelle, you're awesome. I really appreciate uh, you embracing the motorcycle culture. Uh, uh, you, uh, For those that don't know, my wife uh, started riding her own motorcycle this uh, this winter. She bought herself a uh, Kawasaki Ninja 400, took the MSF course, has done uh, a couple of track days as well, and uh, she uh, rode her motorcycle out to uh, her school tonight for the first time. She's a student at uh, UC Davis uh, Business School. Uh, so really big thanks to her. Big thanks to my son Hayden again uh, for serving as my crew chief. Uh, he's done a kick-ass job at uh, the last track day that he went to at Thunder Hill, and I'm uh, really looking forward to his support and help and uh, what he's going to be doing uh, this weekend with me at uh, Button Willow. I can't say enough about uh, Max Klein. He's been uh, he's a great photographer with Oxymoron Photography. Uh, he's really uh, been a, just a wealth of knowledge. I can just pick his brain and say, "Hey, uh, I need help with this. Hey, I, uh, what do I do here? How does this set up?" Um, and hooking me up with all these uh, parts to get my bike back on the road. Um, my students, uh, honestly, uh, my students at the high school I teach at have been super uh, involved and super interested in in this series. They think it's really cool that their teacher is going to race. Um, so I want to thank those guys. Uh, my boss and co-teacher uh, has been a really um, he's also a gearhead, motorhead, uh, and uh, I want to thank uh, Colonel Painter for uh, supporting me, getting uh, getting out there and just uh, finding something and, and and finding something to stay busy and engage my mind. Um, the uh, Sacramento Desmo Owners Club, uh, it's a brand new club uh, here in Sacramento. I think we're the, the youngest uh, uh, DOC. Um, and uh, I just want to thank those guys for supporting. Uh, Mario has been awesome. He's loaned me a ton of tools and a, and uh, all kinds of stuff. So those guys have been really supportive. Um, that's about it for today. So uh, we're just going to wrap it up and uh, say uh, thank you to all and to all a good night. And I hope to see you guys out there on the track. Keep it uh, rubber side down, shiny side up. Ride safe if you're on the road. Uh, I recommend everybody get out to the track. Thank you guys very much. I will uh, see you uh, after the first session at Bunwillow. So this is Ryan Peterson signing off from the Malbehaved Racing Experience Podcast.
Episode 1 is in the books.